0: What is going on everybody? We're back with another episode of the Questionable for Sunday podcast. We are down to a final four teams going for that EEAG championship. Our commission is out today. Food poisoning once again. Not sure what Connor's eating out there in Portland to uh come down with this illness. Um but thoughts and prayers to Connor and his his butthole as he suffers from food poisoning for the sixth time this season. But in with him out, we've brought on a couple guests here. Uh, we tried to get everyone in the Final Four on the pod, but I was only able to add two of those uh, potential league champions besides myself. Uh, coming back on the pod for a third time this year, we got Hovey. What up, Hove?
1: What up, what up? Thanks for having me
0: back. And joining us again, we got the... Top scoring team in the league. Jerry's Berries. Jerry, what's going on, man? Hello. Greetings, everyone. <laughs> you know, a bigger shock than McCory making the final four as the number six seed after barely squeaking in the playoffs. The bigger shock than that is Jerry actually responding to our text to come on the pod today. I'm, I'm, I gotta say, I'm, I'm shocked, Jerry.
2: Thank you. Yeah. You know, it was, I believe, the third text from you that really got me going. Um, so, uh yeah finally you know didn't leave you on red only for a few hours this time
0: <laughs> yeah only a little bit i actually you know i was i was actually a little worried you know i i think it was last night we texted you i was like man that's two weeks in a row it was like i think it was more than a few hours it was like you know six or seven hours you left it on red yesterday
1: i was Fair getting
0: yet. i was getting a little worried i was like i don't know maybe something's going on in jerry's life so i i, I texted jordan i was like hey did jerry get a new number and then he uh sent me a number and I called it and showed up my phone is Jared Bent. so obviously your number didn't change and uh you know, yeah. nothing going on in your life just uh you know just some good old fantasy football, but hey, you're here so i'm I'm glad you're back on Jerry.
2: Yeah, same number, same number uh but same results too so <laughs> but' I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep it with you Jerry we, we mentioned on the pod last week
0: you know two weeks in a row you finished as the highest scoring team or not two weeks, two years. Yeah. And uh, so. second year in a row earning that first round bye. Uh you know, I'm sure it's feeling pretty good for you. How would you kind of just recap this season now? Obviously you had last week off with the buy, but uh, the regular season here finishing as the top scoring team.
2: Uh, what'd you think? Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the, um, our auction draft format this year. I thought that was a good twist. Um, obviously it proves that I know a lot more about valuations than everyone else when I, Picked the highest scoring team again. Um so yeah, I like the format. Um also got a first round bye in a few other leagues. So um pretty good at this.
0: And and Hovi, a big win for you last week. Uh, dominating victory over Joe. Obviously everyone excited to see Joe eliminated from the playoffs again. Uh how's it feel knowing that you knocked out uh you know a, a multi time league champion in the first round of the playoffs.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, it feels pretty good, obviously. Everyone wants to take Joe down, but um, as I recall in the past, I've beaten Joe a couple times in the playoffs, so um, for some reason I worry myself every time that I have to play him in the playoffs, which I don't know why. So um, he tried. He didn't came up short. It's just it's tough to see, you know. I mean, out of that, that effort that he gave on real, so.
0: Yeah, a huge win for you. Uh, The highest scoring team out of the the playoff teams in the playoff bracket this week. Uh, So a nice week there. We'll uh, jump right into our matchups from week 14 here, recapping the week. I'm going to dive a little more into the matchups here as there's fewer and fewer matchups now as the season dies down. Uh, But we'll start with a big upset. You know, unfortunately, Connor isn't here to uh, talk about this matchup, but uh, the number six seed, McCory, Takes down a number three seed, Connor, 93.4 to 91.7. You know, going into the Monday night game, Connor with a pretty sizable lead with Rashad Penny going and Robert Woods going for Andrew. Uh, Rashad Penny gets injured in that game. And uh, looking at the scoreboard here, I don't have it up because I'm not prepared, but uh, I'll just keep talking here as I pull it up. (laughs)
2: 3.4 to 97 or 91.7.
0: But, yeah, Penny with a uh, not a great performance, just 2.1 points as he tears his ACL now is out for the season. And Robert Woods with a huge performance, 22.2 points, as Andrew comes from behind for the upset victory. And, uh, you know, it wasn't a high-scoring team for either week. Uh, for either team, only four players in double figures on both sides. Uh, Andrew also gets a big performance out of Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, 22.6 points. Um you know, can't say it was a great effort by both by either team, but uh, nonetheless a huge win for Andrew as he moves on uh, to face myself in the semifinals. Um, taking a look at some notes here, I you know I jotted down some notes on each team, some discussion points to bring up. Uh, we'll start with Connor, whose season is over now. Uh, Aaron Rodgers with a bit of a stinker in this one. Juicy matchup against the Redskins, but he finishes with just 11.4 points. So uh, Rodgers lets down Connor once again. Uh, Looking at Rodgers this season, he's had four games of 25-plus points, but eight games of 15 points or less. And uh, an interesting stat here, Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers are currently tied at 18.1 points per game. So uh, the bet that mean Connor has... Have uh, will be highly contested down the stretch here in these last couple games as those two are currently tied in points per game. And uh, I just wanted to bring up, I wish Connor was here, but you know, last week on the pod when we were going over the preview, uh, I questioned uh, a couple of his lineup decisions. One of those, he had Jamison Crowder starting over Terry McLaurin. I called that one out. And Jamison Crowder finishes with just 4.5 points. McLaurin with 13.7 uh so you know. Connor, you just have to listen to me with your lineup decisions and uh you would have won pretty uh pretty easily. Just gotta point that out. But uh, you know, I think I might have also told him that he should be starting Rashad Penny. I can't remember if I told him he should start Breeda or Penny. Um so
1: you know, maybe I just sabotaged this season. Bro, he was on the penny train to begin with. Don't put that on yourself, all right? He's been saying, I think he's uh, I think he's going to be a start for the past two weeks, so I wouldn't even worry about that.
0: Yeah, I think he. I can't. I know he uh, put someone in. He changed his lineup during the podcast. I can't remember who it was that he put in, but mm, uh, I don't remember so who, who that focused. was either. Uh what? Well, not sure on that one. It might have been uh, Kenyon Drake. He moved in, but it not was sure there. Good call. Yep. Uh, but you know, we've had to hear a lot. From Connor about his season, you know, obviously his team with a solid nine and four record during the regular season. You know, every week he was just talking about how good his team was. And I want to pose the question to you guys: uh, Was Connor's season the most overhyped in EIG history? Uh, Jerry, I'll I'll start with you. What do you think?
2: Uh, it, I think so. Like, also being that it is Connor who's kind of overhypes things in general um definitely adds to the overhyped effect um but after that hot 5 minute start which no one really believed to be true um total <laughs> home at uh what four and five the rest of the way so um yeah i think it's definitely up there for overhype also a lot of it is due to connor's own
1: over all
0: right hovey what do you think is this is this one of the most overhyped
1: teams you've ever seen i mean Yeah. As you have all known, and it's well known, like from past seasons, I'm not the greatest at remembering what happened, but the fact that it's Connor and we have to sit here week in and week out and listen to him talk about how fucking great his team is 24 seven. And I'm not worried about this and that like, yes, it absolutely makes it to Jerry's point. The most overhyped team in EIG history. Like you can't talk up your team that much beast pump that you get McCory in the first round of the playoffs. Oh, I'm glad it all worked out for me to then get glues in the first round. Like, I'm sorry. It's yeah. A hundred percent. The most overhyped.
0: Now I'm going to have to agree as well, as well, you know, Connor, his team, you know, obviously Christian McCaffrey able to carry a lot of load for him this season, but the rest of his roster, pretty lackluster. Uh, McCaffrey was projected 25 points in this uh, matchup with going against Atlanta. So, You know, obviously a great matchup is in his real life game. Finishes with 19 points, not a bad effort, but six points below his projection. Uh, Had he got a little closer to his projection, would have gave Connor victory. You know, Connor always talked about how, you know, it was crazy I didn't call him the running back MVP during the season, but, you know, McCaffrey not even good enough to lead his fantasy team past the first round of the playoffs. Not sure I can call him the MVP. You know, Dalvin Cook still alive, you know, got that first round bye. So. I uh, gotta think he's up there for the MVP race, and you know I uh, gave some space. You know Connor so was fair. supposed to be on the pod tonight. Go ahead, Jerry.
2: What do you got? Um, Connor did, uh, I believe, get get uh, one win or a little little um, consolation prize. I believe I bet Connor last time I was on the podcast five bucks that Chris would outscore on the rest of the season, and I don't even have to look that up. I'm pretty sure that's not close.
0: <laughs> so nice, you know, Connor gets five of his bucks back. Uh yes I gotta say, Connor did get a hundred his buy in back when he went a perfect six and oh in his picks on the podcast Joe was on. Um uh, so you know, maybe Connor's not feeling too bad, but uh maybe I gotta say. Uh Connor trying he tried to go from last place to first place this season and uh he'll have to settle for you know, potentially just getting halfway there with uh you know, him and Joe battling it out for fifth and sixth place this week. Uh, but obviously not the ending to the season Connor was looking for um, with him. You know, he was supposed to come on the podcast tonight before, you know, he ate whatever he was eating this weekend. Um, so, you know, I was going to give him a chance to to give his obituary for his 2019 season, but I guess we'll have to, you know, wait for another time to hear. To that. be honest,
1: who cares? Yeah. Nobody you know, wants to hear it anyways. Like, I'm, we're all just sick and tired of it. Like, be sick for the rest of the time. Keep eating that hippie food in Portland that you're not used to, upsetting your stomach. Like, stay off, bro. We're fine. It, we don't need your hot takes anymore.
2: I think it was rumored that he was going back and forth between the two shell stations last night.
0: <laughs> yeah, he might have caught something there you know, with a quick pit stop at uh, Three Monkeys. But uh, we'll have to get an update from Connor next week. Hopefully... Um, he's able to kick that that uh, virus that he so-called has. So uh, get well soon, Connor. Uh, let me know if you need to if we need to send you anything to you know help clean clean you up there. But uh, moving on to our winner here, McCrory, a big win as the number six seed. And uh, as we mentioned on Monday night or on Sunday night, uh, Robert Woods with the big performance, twenty two point two points. Obviously, McCrory acquired Woods in the trade with me early, late in the season um, for Adam Thielen in the three games that Woods has been in McCoy's lineup, 12.7 points, 23.7 points and 22.2 points. Uh, I posed the question to everyone, uh, was Robert Woods, was the Robert Woods trade the most impactful for any one team this season? Uh, that was Robert Woods for Adam Thielen. Um, either of you guys got a take on that one.
1: Um, I mean, I feel like it was a great trade for him so far as it works out. I think, <laughs> It could be the most impactful if he uses him against you this week and beats you. Then, yeah, absolutely, I think it'd be one of the most impactful because it carried him to a victory. He's gonna hopefully, you know, do the same thing this week and then carry him to a victory, you know, over you. So, we'll just have to see. I don't know. I don't. I mean, so far, you can't really say if it's the most impactful at this time. Yeah, because it helped him beat Connor, but it would be even more impactful for next week. For this week.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, at least on the playoff, uh, you know, how the ch- this championship playoff run is going to go. Um, usually impactful for uh, um, Kyle Davis. Uh, Robert Woods, as you mentioned, has just kind of been on the care ever since um, he got us on his team, which is a pretty typical Eric trade. Um, <laughs> exactly. Usually goes off, so a solid move. Um, um, but yeah, definitely just on the matchup there. The only – Potential uh, trade that could matter really in the playoffs is kind of how Chris Carson does down the stretch now that Penny's out. I believe uh, Hobie traded for him mid-season as well. So um, you know, definitely two trades that could definitely, you know, have an impact on... Uh, the title for sure.
0: And, you know, obviously Woods helped McCrory get into the playoffs with a couple big performances to end year and a huge performance in week one of the playoffs. So, um, you know... Um, looks like Adam Thielen could be back in the in the lineup this week for me, so we'll see what happens there. But obviously, now that we're playing each other, um, that trade could uh, you know pay pay off big either for either one of us um, going into the semifinal matchup. And uh, DJ Moore had twelve points, excuse me, ten point one points in the matchup on Sunday against Connor, and now he's currently sitting at wide receiver ten this year. I uh, just wanted to point out McCrory drafted him for $10, so maybe one of the best values at wide receiver this year. Um, we were looking at some of the picks before the draft. You could also put Chris Godwin for 16 up there as well. And Jerry also picked Cooper Cup for $19, so um, some pretty solid value at wide receiver. Um, paying off big for a few of our playoff teams here. And I uh, just wanted to note... Uh, had I even not gotten a bye and faced either of Connor and McCory and started my actual lineup, you know, not had Thielen in and I had Brown's defense before would have started them this week, I would have outscored both Connor and McCorry. So I uh, just wanted to point that out um, for those who maybe saw my low point total and wanted to laugh at it, but, you know, would have gotten an easy victory over either one of them. Um, so not worried there. Uh, but let's move on to our other matchup here. Featuring our guest, as we mentioned earlier, big week for Hovey, 128.5 to 105.9 over Joe. Jameis Winston, season high, 34.7 points. Joe Mixon, season high, 26.1 points, going for 23 carries, 146 yards and a touchdown. And Mike Thomas with another big game, 24.9 points. Um, Jameis Winston, Hove, I know he's he can sometimes be frustrating when you watch him just because of the amount of interceptions he throws I think he has uh 23 touchdowns this year and 20 interceptions and also five fumbles but in your biggest game of the year he comes through with a
1: huge performance um
0: I'm sure you got to be happy there with what he gave you
1: dude you got to love the Bruce Arians offense you know what I mean just chucking chucking all all they can all day love it that you know a lot of times it's they're in close games they're down they're going to be throwing the ball um, I believe on Saturday, uh, I was talking with Spencer and just saying like if he, if he threw one interception a game, like these are the kind of days that I'd expect of the numbers that he's given. I think the dude still threw three t- three interceptions last game, right? Yeah, or something like that. Three
0: interceptions, yeah.
1: Still had thirty almost thirty five points. This dude, that's what nine points taken off, right? Or is it three points or two points? Two points two points, whatever, six points taken off. Like that's almost a 40 point game with, if he just throws one, you know, but Hey, I've stuck with him all year. Got to keep going with it. But apparently he has a fractured thumb or something like that. So we'll see how, if he's ready to go for Sunday and my next biggest matchup of the year. So,
0: so yeah, it looked like today he was a limited participant in practice. Arians said that it's still the plan for him to play. Um, yep. He was wearing a cast on his stirring hand Just to protect the thumb there um, mm-hmm. But yeah, huge performance Against the Colts he Goes for Throws for 456 yards, 4 touchdowns You mentioned the 3 picks Also ran for a touchdown as well His first rushing touchdown of the year So monster performance out of Winston Monster performance out of Mixon And uh, Mike Thomas continues to do What he's pretty much done all season And have another big performance there So huge week for For Hovey uh, Mike Evans scored 12.6 points, but it looks like he's going to now be out for the season. Uh, nothing official yet from the Bucks as far as his status, but kind of the early reports sound like he's going to be out. So kind of a big hit there for, for you, Hove. I'm going to be looking for someone new to replace him. Um, you definitely have some options on your bench who are pretty solid, so it'll be interesting to, interesting to see who you go with there to fill that spot um some notes here on Hobie's team uh you know now with the big win over joe he's going to be facing our other guest here jerry and uh you guys have already met twice this season and jerry has taken both victories in week two he won 128.7 to 103 and a close one in week 13 jerry winning 117.5 to 110.4 so jerry going and- to Going to look to make it three in a row against Hove this year. You know, they always say it's hard to beat the same team three times in one season. So going to be interesting to see there
1: what happens.
2: They also say say it's hard to beat a team twice in a season, and that's kind of already
1: happened. Yeah, but now we got three times, so that's even harder is what we're banking (laughs) on, right? Third time's a charm, Jerry, all right? All right, all right, all right. When it matters the most. I'm still in the same spot with you beating me twice. Still be in the same spot with you. If I would have, we would have split. So I'm not too worried. True, true, true. All right.
0: And, uh, you know, one question I wanted to raise here for Hovey uh, about, and about Hovey's team. You know, obviously after the draft, there was a lot of talks about your running backs. Um, you kind of waited on the position, went for wide receivers and tight end. Um, so a lot of talk about your running backs. But now as you're entering the playoffs here, you three pretty solid running backs now. And uh, Joe Mixon, Chris Carson and Kareem Hunt. So the question I wanted to pose is, you know, how would you rate Hovey's job of improving his roster and especially his running backs? And, you know, Hove, I'm going to start with you.
1: Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like waiting and getting Eckler at the time, that worked out super well for me. Like that's the only reason I was in most of the games, whatever traded him away in a trade that everyone deemed to be not very, not the greatest. I mean, it seems to have worked out so far. Um, you know, I mean, with Chris Carson, there's been some issues with fumbles, but what are you going to do with that? Um, I mean, he's he's been solid for me every year. The Mixon Ertz trade was, to be honest, since that trade's happened, it's worked out a little bit more in my favor. Um, I feel like Mixon's been pretty solid every week since I've traded for him after the slow start. And but of course, the moment that Mixon has his biggest week, Ertz has his biggest week also. So it's kind of a toss up there, but I thought that that was a huge added bonus to me. Otherwise I would have been starting, um, you know, I had Freeman and um, Jesus, I can't even think, uh, Murray on my bench who would have been starting for me. So, um, you know, and then Cream Hunt dropped him at the beginning of the year, drunken mistake that happened. Spencer picked him up, traded back for him. Ever since that's happened, he's been great for me. I mean, it's nice that now we have – Hunt versus Chubb now here in in Jerry and Mai's matchup, just to see kind of, you know, how that's going to work out. So I'm I'm actually pretty happy with the way that my running backs have definitely, you know, shaped up compared to where they were at the beginning of the
0: year. What do you think, Jerry? How would you rate his job of uh, improving his roster here?
2: Yeah, I think Hobie's done um, a pretty good job. Like, looking at his uh, uh, draft recap coming out of the draft, not – you know, looking back at it now, um, running back was not a strong position uh, of his. But now, um, you know, made it to the first round of the playoff. Has three very, um, you know, good quality running backs with Mixon, Carson, Hunt. Um, so I think he's done a pretty good job. Um, uh, I really, I liked his trade earlier in the season with Joe. Um, I believe he traded away Ertz and got uh, Mixon and uh, the Seahawks tight end that got injured.
0: Um, Will, yep will
2: this yeah. I really like there at the time um obviously not working out with Uncle will going down for the season but um yeah I think Hobie's done a good job and uh we'll see how uh, this week's matchup goes yeah
0: you know I gotta say a nice some nice trades done by Hope during the season you know the Mixon and Ertz one definitely would benefits both teams but you know able to get that a nice running back maybe gives him a little bit of advantage there over a tight end. The Chris Carson trade I wasn't a huge fan of at the time I wasn't super high on Cream Hunt but obviously he's performed very well and now with Penny going down Carson kind of being um, you know he was a workhorse even kind of with Penny in the lineup but as Penny was taking kind of more carries away maybe some worries about uh, Carson's touches but now with you know CJ Prosize being the backup I feel like Carson going to be the guy getting uh, most of the carries there so Definitely some optimism about him going down these last couple of games. So um gotta say, you know, round of applause. Nice job, Hove with your roster management this year.
1: Thank you. Yeah, and I'd just like to point out, Jerry, I'd hope you think they were good trades because I know you were going for Chris Carson at one point, which is why I made the deal. Part of the reason why <laughs> I made the deal with Spencer. And then also you were texting me about getting cream Hunt. So I mean, two of my three running backs you've tried for, so I'd hope you think they were good deals because you thought they were at the same time as well.
2: Yeah, no no comment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know, Jerry, not one to, you know, mix it up too much into trade talks. Uh, But, hey, hey, high-scoring team.
1: I will give Jerry a shout-out. He was hitting me up for trade offers, so I don't know what kind of offers you were sending him, but... Jerry and I had a couple talks about it, so you can say all you want, but you know, you
0: know, I was sending, I was, I was one, sending offers, but just, I was
1: uh, the one ghosting Jerry. So <laughs> I didn't know.
2: think it was, uh, that uh, uh Hobie was saying that Spencer tried to what trade back at some point.
1: Yeah, he did. Yeah, for uh he wanted to essentially trade. uh He wanted to try to give me back Eckler and Sanders. For, I to be honest, I forget, but he was trying to trade it back. And I'm like, bro, that's like essentially the same trade we literally <laughs> just made. Like, I'm not going to do that. So
0: <laughs> so nice deals for Hovey there. I uh, just wanted to have one note on Joe's season here. I uh, just wanted to point out in the last three years, uh, Joe has been eliminated in the first round twice and missed the playoff the other year. And in both years, he was eliminated by Hovey. In 2016, he fell one hundred twenty nine point eight to fifty six point six, so two pretty uh, big blot losses for Joe, uh, both to the hands of Hovey, in his last two playoff appearances that both ended short of the money, getting eliminated in the first round. And Who other, won it
1: in twenty sixteen?
0: Uh, I think it was Connor, but let's uh, let's was let's it? let's yeah. just pretend that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> but I just you I, know, know, I honestly don't know that one. <laughs> Just, uh, just, you know, don't need answers, but just want to throw it out there. Has Joe lost his fantasy prowess, Uh, you know, three years in a row, not even coming close to a championship? Uh, Just got to put it out there.
1: Obviously, yes. used to be the scariest person in the league. Now it's like, oh, I got Joe this week? All right, cool. Yeah, not even worried. Um,
0: But, yeah, you know, another great year, Joe, not in the Final Four. So, um, you know – it's pretty obvious who the greater Erickson is, just looking at the standings. Um, but let's move on here. We gotta take a look. Gotta take a look at oh, a look at toy Bowl.
2: Quick, quick shout out to Curtis for 2016 championship.
0: Oh, yeah, Curtis, congrats.
2: The Windy City Pedophiles looks like uh,
0: not seen <laughs> in the playoffs this year. So uh, uh, feels feels bad about that one. But hey, know, Erickson,
1: wait, how many how many championships do you have? Uh, three second place. So that, I think oh, that equals. Oh, okay. uh, it equals zero. Absolutely zero is what it equals. So, you know, I mean, I'm just saying at least Curtis has won. So he might not have made the playoffs this year. But, you know, Hobi,
0: I don't want to hear because, you know, I've already made I've already thrown out championship bets for you, which you've, you know, notoriously backed down from. So what do
1: you mean championship bets for me?
0: You know, there was I've thrown out a bet, a bet to you last year after, you know, one of a 100 times where you've talked about how you won the league one time compared to me having not won. And I bet you that I would win the league twice before you won once again and you didn't take it. So
1: shit. Yeah, maybe I don't, <laughs> re- I don't really remember that conversation, but I could see that happening. Yeah, probably. Uh, but, but Hey, at least for now, I could still say that I've won and you have. So. Yeah.
0: And you know, who knows, maybe, you'll, you know, with the big win over Jerry this week, you find yourself,
1: you know, playing Andrew. Yeah. Ho- hoisting maybe the trophy,
0: hoisting the trophy once more, getting, uh, you know, your picture on the, all famous uh, EIG portrait. Nobody uh, wants to do that. But let's give a quick update on our Toy bowl scores here. We'll start with our highest scoring team of the week. Uh, you know, Spencer taking on Curtis. And, uh, you know, Spencer asked Curtis how his ass tastes with the 163.3 to 97.8 victory. Monster effort from Spencer's team here. Multiple guys with big weeks. Deshaun Watson, Zeke Elliott, and Austin Eckler all going over 20 points. Austin Eckler's high score at 29.3, 17.9 from Zach Pascal, 19.3 from Noah Fant and Todd Gurley. So, a huge week there for Spencer. And with that, Curtis advances to play Jordan in the semifinals of the 12th Bowl. So, both those guys looking to get a win to avoid that last place punishment. And in our other 12th Bowl matchup, we had... Ben taking down Chris, 114.1 to 117.8. So Chris advances to play Tristan in the semifinals. Uh, a big game for Deontay Johnson for Ben. He has a punt return touchdown and catches a touchdown, finishes with 22.6 points. And Ben also started Steelers defense. So on that punt return, he got six points from Johnson and six points from Steelers D. So uh, that's I think that's the first time I've ever really seen that. Happened before and I uh, just wanted to point out It was a pretty solid week for Chris at 117.8 That's three straight Weeks of 115 plus points For Chris In the previous 11 weeks he went over 100 points just four times So uh, You know and That Derrick Henry trade ever since that uh, Some big weeks for Chris So you know What a great trade by, by Chris I gotta say <laughs> You know, just a master a mastermind of the uh, the transactions, um, of negotiation, Chris. You know, just making a deal to paint off big. Hopefully, trade ever
2: or something in the history of the league or something like that. I don't remember.
1: I don't remember that. I don't uh, know. I mean, we have to. You know, dude, you were in such a bad back. mood whatever day you did that podcast because you were ripping on everyone, no matter what it was, dude. You were so mad.
0: I don't remember. I might have to listen back and make sure that's true. We'll <laughs> uh, <laughs> have to see you there. But, uh, you know, what a great trade by Chris, has got to say. And so, you know, shout out to you, Chris. Um, but unfortunately, you're still in the running for the last place punishment, but uh, taking on Tristan this week. So we'll see what happens there. So that does it for week 14 in the first round of the playoffs. So now let's dive into week 15 here. Uh, tomorrow night kicks off second round of the playoffs here, um, but we'll start with the waiver wire recap. Obviously, not a lot going on with you know just a few teams left in contention, not a ton of players left to be picked up. Uh, but our top bid of the week goes to Tristan. He picks up Danny Amendola for thirty dollars, uh, dropping Auden Tate as he goes down for the season now. Um, not much to say about that one. Can't say I really care either as, you know, these teams battled up in a toilet I'm not really worried about who gets last place because it's not gonna be me. Uh but hey, you know, you do you, Tristan.
2: <laughs> and uh he's our... trying, he's out there trying, all right. Yeah, hey.
0: I, yeah, I respect it, you know, you gotta try to avoid that last place punishment. You don't wanna be, you know, um walking around the streets of Vancouver doing magic tricks or, you know, trying to sell badonk bidets or You know, trying to bench, two twenty five or whatever it is, or writing a children's book. You never, you don't want to be doing any of that. So I respect you know trying to improve his team. Uh, So that was our high bid of the week. Second highest. That was me. I picked up Chris Thompson for eleven. Spent the rest of my budget. So you know, as my second running back spot, not 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 the strongest by any means. So just trying to add anyone who could potentially fill in there.
2: Yeah. And I think Chris Thompson actually has you know, a decent amount of upside. Um, so worthy of an ad um, at least. So. And uh, just wanted to point out,
0: there was more waiver claims made by toilet bowl teams this week than teams left in the final four of the playoffs. Um, and no, not a lot of surprise here. Both Hovey and McCory didn't make any bids. Um, but hey, you know, their lineups are already looking pretty solid.
1: Broken you know. record. We don't need to hear about
0: it. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, still plenty of time to pick someone up. And who knows, maybe one of those ads will pay off big in uh, our matchups this weekend. But let's start with our best pickups of the week here. And I'll kick it over to Hovey. You know, he's not one to scour the waiver wire much, but I'm sure he has some thoughts on his best pickup here.
1: Okay, let's be honest. I look at the waiver wire. I just wait until everything goes through and then I pick them up for free, all right? So let's not, like, let's calm down on that comment. But I didn't know if we were supposed to do, like, people still playing or, like, that didn't matter. But, I mean, to be honest, I like the O.J. Howard pickup. Um, I forgot to write it down. I think it's from Spencer um, this week. But, uh, I mean, with Evans going down, O.J. Howard coming back, like, I just think it could be – potentially a, a big pickup moving into this week. I mean, we'll have to see, but I, I enjoyed it.
0: So. Yeah, I got to say, a bold pickup from Spencer. Obviously, his season's over now as he won this week, so he avoids the, the last place punishment. But, you know, looking <laughs> to improve his team and yeah. a matchup that we're not even highlighting because it doesn't matter. But, hey, uh, you know, someone else could have had him if they wanted. So,
1: you know. He's yeah, just Howard. trying to fuck other people over, which yeah, I love. exactly. Loved, so.
0: Hey, you know, it's this show. Spencer's committed to the league, and finishing out the season strong, hopefully get some some momentum from for OJ Howard going into next season. So got to respect the pick up there.
1: Is Spencer ever going to be on the podcast or what? Like, I, I yeah, he, he is, listen. Does he, he listen? He now does or listen. Or yep. Now uh, to the past like three of them.
0: Yeah, I've been sending to him, and uh, we we had some plans to get him on in one of the previous weeks. This didn't work out, but uh, you know now he said that he, he's ready to come on next season uh, when the podcast comes back. Uh, when he's, you know, hopefully def- going for an EEIG title, uh, so we'll, we will have Spencer on in the future. So uh, maybe we'll get to get some insights on whatever his crazy draft strategy will be next year. But uh, let's let's stick on our best pickups here. And uh, Jerry, who'd you like?
2: Um, I liked uh, Eric's grab of Chris Thompson. I think it was a, a good pickup. A guy has decent upside with guys out now, uh, back on IR um could have a lot of uh dump off pass potential um and then uh chris picking up cx dst um chris probably needs all the points he can get at this point um trying to avoid last place so um eight dollars you guys gotta spend whatever you you can i guess to make your team better
0: yeah and uh, i'm gonna toot my own horn here i picked up brashad perriman after the waivers went through for zero um, with obviously with Mike Evans going down, I think Pearman will be that next guy up, and the Buck for the Bucks pass catchers. And with my wide receiver core this week potentially being banged up, uh, Paraman can end up, uh, you know, being a flex play for me this week. So I would like to
1: pick up there. It's a great pickup. I'm sorry I didn't see that. Unless I would have said that instead of OJ Howard. So. Good yeah, That's right. Yeah, it's not, like I, you said. I don't scour the waiver wire, so you're right. <laughs> that just proves it right there. So. <laughs> I called myself out. Sorry.
0: And uh, worst pickup. I don't think anyone wrote one down because I don't think there's really any bad pickups at this point. Um, you know, obviously, with people trying to avoid last place and stuff like that, any anyone they can get who could potentially, you know, be in our lineup and add value, I think is uh, worthy. Especially with you know most people having pretty low uh, budgets remaining, uh, I think it's hard to they pick anyone's pickups here. Uh, Hovey, I just wanted to point out, you know, you, you ended you didn't end the season with the with the lowest budget remaining. Still, a few people oh. who have more budget than you, so you know, have been, you have been a bigger spender than some this season.
1: Yeah, let's just chuck uh, that up to people wanting me to pick people up for trades. So. <laughs> I am just going to say that, move <laughs> on, because either way, second most points scored in the league, second round of the playoffs. I, you can say whatever the fuck you want through the whole year, but <laughs> it worked out just fine for me, so I don't really give a shit.
0: All right, let's uh, let's let's jump into the, the big matchups here. Uh, our semi-final matchups, we're going to preview them. We're also going to hit on the topo matchups briefly here to close out the pod. Uh, but let's start with the matchup between our two guests. The number one seed, Jerry, taking on the number four seed, Hovey. And currently, looking at the scoreboard here, Jerry projected 120.4 and Hovey projected 117.4. So pretty close here. Um, I just post a little bit different than our normal previews. I post some questions here. Just some interesting things to look at. Uh, first is, thing I noticed is this the QBs. Lamar Jackson and James Winston, both of them, you know, with a little bit of injury and concern, but it sounds like both of them are going to play. Lamar Jackson going against the Jets, Winston going against Detroit. Jackson's projected twenty four point three, Winston projected twenty point nine. So, just wanted to pose the question to either of you: Which quarterback do you think will be the highest score this week?
2: Lamar Jackson next. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, probably Lamar Jackson. Let's be honest. Look, look at the years, okay?
2: If Winston, oh,
1: yeah. if Winston only scores, throws one interception, maybe I have a chance. I don't fucking know. Who knows what this guy? You know what I mean? But I think Lamar Jackson as well. Yeah, unfortunately,
0: I think you know, I think it's could be really close. I might actually go with Winston going against Detroit, a pretty terrible pass defense. Obviously, you know, the Jets, nothing great either. But you know. Their defense is, you know, a lot stronger than Detroit, so I think Winston couldn't be in for another big day. Obviously the Evans loss hurts him a little bit, but wouldn't be surprised to see Winston have another big week. And uh, looking at Jerry's roster here, obviously his receivers, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Tower Lockett, they've carried the load a lot of the season. The tight ends as well, Hunter Henry, Darren Waller. Running back's kind of been a little bit up and down, but looking at Jerry's running backs, Nick Chubb and James White, both with great matchups this week. Nick Chubb versus Arizona and James White versus Cincinnati, so potential for Jerry to get some big week a big week out of his running backs this week and not have to, you know, rely on those receivers to really pop off. So interesting to see there. And uh, as we, as Hovey mentioned earlier, Cream Hunt versus Nick Chubb, you know, both of them with that great matchup against the Cardinals. Uh, it could be interesting to see who scores more this week and if Cream Hunt could maybe be the high scorer there that could end up propelling Hovey. Victory, so an interesting matchup to watch there. But as we mentioned earlier with Hovie's roster, Mike Evans going down. So Hovie uses both Scarborough currently to fill in in that flex spot, moving Curtis Samuel to his wide receiver, too. Uh, Hovie, you had a few options you could have gone with on your bench here. What made you choose Scarborough?
1: Um, to be honest, right now, before it came up, he just was projected the most points. So I just (laughs) threw him into the lineup to make it look like it was going to be closer. But, um, I don't know. I mean, to be honest, like Bo's been, he's been pretty solid since I picked him up. So, um, he's, you know, he's averaging eight points a game, which really isn't that bad as a flex spot, like a flex two spot. Um, I mean, Tampa Bay does have a good run defense, which is a little scary for that fact. And it look, seems like he injured a rib last game. So we'll have to just see. And I'm kind of just playing it up to the moment as far as that goes. So um, I do do a lot of tinkering Sunday morning when I wake up. So there might be a change in there. But for now, that's kind of what I'm going with and what I'm thinking.
0: And uh, as you mentioned earlier, Rashad Penny goes down out for the season to torn ACL. So Chris Carson potentially – with the big boost there a good matchup against Carolina he's projected 16.42 so it'll be interesting to see if he's able to go over his projection could be a big boost to hovey um there i just
1: want to add on that like connor's a sucker i knew something was going to happen <laughs> with him i dropped his ass even though i got chris carson like you know and everyone's like hovey what a dumb ass you dropped him like oh my god like first of all i wasn't ever gonna start him the dude sat on my bench the entire year didn't start him one time then the of course the moment i drop him he goes off two weeks in a row to finally he baits connor into being like hey i'm gonna start him this week (laughs) alone acl so i'm just saying suckered connor in with that one um love that that drunken drop at that moment and it's worked out well for me so far
0: you know, maybe Connor doesn't have food poisoning. He's just, you know, still reeling from starting Rashad Penny and getting suckered by Hovey. <laughs> just that gut punch he took from Hove, and picking up uh, Penny and starting him in his biggest game of the year, getting disappointed. Um, maybe that's why he's not being able to be on the pod tonight. Uh, but let's get to our predictions here, and I'm gonna start with Hovey to give his his call of the matchup here.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm gonna go with myself, right? I mean, at this point, Jerry's on the podcast. I'm to be a little bitch and be like, "Well, I'm gonna take Jerry this week. He's beat me twice this year." Nah, fuck that. All right, this is third times a charm. All right, it's the playoffs, baby. My team's coming to play. We're ready to go. Projections don't mean shit. Like, I'm I'm excited for this week. I'm sitting my ass. Gonna be. I have my holiday party on Saturday which means I'm getting crunk that night, coming home Sunday night, hung over or Sunday during the day, not night hung over sitting there, probably going to Uber eats me some Chipotle and have a nice little day, sit down, watch some football, watch my team carry me to the championship. I'm ready for it.
0: All right, Jerry, I'm sure you got other opinions. Uh, drop them on us.
1: Uh, Holy, are you worried
2: at all about the Patriots spying on your, uh, uh, the Cincinnati, uh, spying on Cincinnati and, uh, bring it down Joe Mixon this week.
1: No, dude, that is like the word like Cincinnati fucking sucks, all right? Like why you're wasting your time getting in trouble with the NFL to spy on the Cincinnati Bengals. Like sick, dude. Joe Mixon and Andy Dalton, nobody knows what the fuck they're going to do, all right? Let's be honest. Like they're ready to go this week. They're they're even more hyped that the Patriots are are like potentially screwing themselves over to tape their sideline for zero fucking reason for this game. Like, how fucking stupid do you have to be, all right? They're way more hyped now. They're ready to go. Joe Mixon, seven touchdowns. You heard it here first, all right? Let's go.
2: <laughs> all right. If Joe Mixon scores seven touchdowns, I'll be in trouble. But if that doesn't happen, I feel <laughs> uh, pretty good about my team's chances. I'm going to pick Jerry's Berries to win and advance to the uh, championship round. Um, I do think the Nick Chubb, uh, Kareem Hunt aspect is going to be pretty interesting. Um, Arizona is one of, if not the worst defense in the NFL. So it's going to be interesting to see um, who scores um, the touchdown or more touchdowns between those two. Um, a little concerned. Yeah, uh, my receivers tougher matchups this week with Tyree Kill against Denver, Cooper um, Cup against Dallas. um Wocket hasn't been good as of late, so that's is concerning, but. Um, I think my team will get the win.
0: All right, I gotta break the tie here. I gotta say you know Hovi James Winston against Detroit love that matchup Chris Carson against Carolina. think he'll could go over his projection. you know Mike Thomas obviously he's got that 20 plus point potential Kareem hunt against Arizona potential for a big game there you know maybe maybe rushing for a touchdown catches and passes. Uh, but despite that, I'm gonna go with Jerry. I just think it seems a little bit better. It's gonna be real close. I think Chubb outscores Hunt uh, against the Cardinals. James White against Cincinnati. I think there's some potential for a big game there. And uh, I'm not maybe not as down on the receivers as much as Jerry said. I think even despite some of the maybe tougher matchups, I think they could come through. I think this gun's gonna be real close. But I'm gonna go with Jerry to win his third time over Hobie this year and advance to the championship.
1: Yeah. Just like to throw out, not shocked, which is fine because that's a great take for both of you, obviously <laughs> seeing as how the pass has gone, but I'm just super excited to be honest. I'm really excited about this matchup coming into it again. Like the first game was a blowout. Second game was actually pretty close. And then, you know, I mean, just getting the top us being the top two scorers to play each other, um, you know, this week in the playoffs, that's, that's pretty cool. So, um, I mean, no matter what the outcome, it's, it's a good matchup to see in the playoffs. So
0: yeah, I gotta say it's definitely the game of the year in the EIG, you know, obviously when you guys met at the end of their regular season, that was a big game, but now, you know, now with everything on the line, a chance in the title, uh, on the line, our top two scoring teams facing off in the semis, huge matchup here. So yeah. You know, all of and us all of us are gonna be tuned into our phones, you know, updating the ESPN
2: app. Seeing and chance to meet uh chance to meet Kyle Davis in the finals. It's gonna be great.
0: Oh we'll, we'll have to see about that. So, you know, let's look at our other matchup here. The number two seed, yours truly taking on the number six seed, AMAC. Uh, you know, gotta say, McCorrey's team's got a lot of momentum. Obviously a big win last week despite a pretty low score, but he does get a pretty big boost this week. Austin Hooper returned last week. He didn't have him in his lineup, but he's got him in his lineup this week. He also gets James Conner back from injury. And looking at the rest of McCrory's lineup, some pretty big matchups for Jimmy G, DJ Moore, and Jarvis Landry. Jimmy G taping on the Falcons, Moore going against the Seahawks, and Landry against the Cardinals. So some nice matchups there from McCrory's team. He's currently projected at 121.3 points to 115.6 for me. And, you know, obviously this week, kind of a lot of question marks surrounding my team, especially at wide receiver. We got Adam Thielen, Devontae Parker, and DJ Chark, all questionable. So Thielen, it sounds like he's going to play. You know, the reports coming out of practice today are that as long as he doesn't suffer a setback, he's going to be good to go against the Chargers. Um, But you never know. It sounded like last week he was going to play and they ended up holding him out. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Devontae Parker, he suffered a concussion against the Jets on Sunday, and he was at practice today just through non-contact. He obviously has to clear the concussion protocol in order to play, and DJ Chark injured his ankle late in Sunday's game. Uh, He's been in a walking boot, uh, but it sounds like he wants to play as well, but you obviously never know. As the week goes on, we'll learn more, but today's Wednesday, so not a lot of information available now. So, you know, three of my starting receivers all potentially could be out. So some potential lineup concerns there. Damien Williams, one of my running backs, he's also questionable. He practiced today, but, you know, again, with the questionable status, you don't really know. So, you know, currently I have Sonny Michel in my lineup. He's been terrible lately, but he's kind of the best I've had. Last week, he only scored 1.4 points. Uh, He hasn't scored over 10 points since week seven where he scored three touchdowns but going against the Bengals this week hoping he can fall in the end zone there you know also with i got carson wentz as my quarterback with all his receivers going down he is facing facing the redskins but you never notice with the guys he's throwing to kind of just coming off the street them throwing three tight ends out there sometimes who knows if he can keep it going so you know a lot of question marks surrounding my team but uh, i'll start with my prediction first You know, I'm just going to say, I just hope the fantasy gods are on my side. That Thielen, (laughs) Parker, and Shark are all questionable. You know, McCory, his team was lucky just to make the playoffs. He didn't even know his team was going to make the playoffs until, like, the regular season was over. You know, he got lucky to beat Connor last week with Rashad Penny getting injured and Robert Woods popping off. You know, I, I said it before that his team was the worst team in the playoffs that there were, you know, as plenty of other teams that are better than him, they would have a better shot at winning. So, you know, I just hope the fantasy gods stay on my side. They they realize what is right in the world, and my team advances on to the title. Uh, Jerry, who do you like in this
2: one? This is good. this is a close call for me. I think it's going to be another. I think both these uh, uh, semifinal rounds can be pretty close matchups. Um, yeah. Austin Hooper coming back makes McCoy's team way better than whoever he was drawing out before, like Jason Witten or whatever. Um, I think, uh, yeah, Robert Woods has been on absolute tear. I'm a little nervous about Connor. Um, last time he came back, and I think he just did like one or two plays and then got taken out of the game again. Um, so obviously if that happens again, that'll be, you know, no points there. Um, so both teams with some questionable situations, you know, following the name of the podcast questionable for Sunday. So um with my final decision though, I think I'm just gonna take I'm gonna take Eric's team. Um he also I think has the most depth in case he does run into some of those um, players being taken out of the game. But I deserve the right to change my decision if all three of the receivers don't play.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree if you know if all three of those guys end up out, I definitely think Corey's team is favored. But I You know, I'm just hoping, it sounds like Thielen's going to play, so I'm just hoping one of Parker and Chark are able to go. I think that's a big boost for my team. But, Hovey, is it going to be a clean sweep, or is McCory going to get your vote?
1: I'm sorry. Um, It's not going to be a clean sweep. Shout out to McCory, my boy. Um, I just want to say, from you, like you're preying on the fantasy football gods, right? Which I think it's going to go in the opposite way. Because I remember before the playoffs started, you and I were talking. You're breaking down everything. You're like, oh, if I get the bye, then I'm either going to play, like, Connor or Andrew. And you're like, Andrew's so bad. And I think that that is going to come back to bite you in the ass for you saying that, for the fantasy football gods. Because, yeah, he might have squeaked out a victory. But last week's points don't matter, right? Like, I scored 100 and whatever points. It doesn't mean I'm going to do that this week. Like, because I had – two of my guys score the highest points all year. So um, I'm going to go with Andrew, to be honest with you. Like, um, I think James Conner coming back, if he, like Jerry said, if he's able to play, great. I mean, Pittsburgh's fighting for a playoff spot. They need him back. Now's the perfect time for him to come back, get some reps in, a couple of games in um, before they hit it. Sony Michel, I mean, that's a questionable – I understand why you're playing him, but, like – like you said he's been doing so bad lately but it this is the game for him to bounce back right against Cincinnati and to be honest I'm praying this is the game he bounces back because I'm playing because Jerry has fucking James White which I know killed me on that Sunday night game uh the last week of the season so um I mean just with the questionables for all of the wide receivers it's tough a lot of Andrew's you know matchups are are good and Um, to be honest, to see you and Connor both go down in the playoffs after how much you guys – we have to listen to you guys every week and talk about your teams and how you bragged about being number one for so long and this and that. Jerry never said one thing in the Discord about being number one. He's a humble fucking winner, which I will say, good on you, because none of us are. So if I was in first, you'd be hearing it from me too, but I'm not. So – it's whatever, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Andrew. Let's shake things up a little bit.
2: Yeah, for me, it's uh, another thing. It's, like, Destiny is working for and against Eric in both ways. Like, I think it's, it's Destiny for Eric to just always just get second place. Um, <laughs> so, for that reason, he should advance. But also, it's kind of Destiny <laughs> that he loses to McCory, So
1: <laughs> It is both, isn't it? Like,
2: God, that's funny. <laughs>
0: that's, yeah, yeah. So I was saying. You know, the fantasy gods has got to be on my side. You know, you know, McCory come out of the woodwork all of a sudden this week, you know, finally talking some smack. Uh, You know, early in the year, his team started hot, you know, every week hearing something from him wouldn't take any of my bets, which, you know, he would have lost. But, you know, backing down from the big boys. You so know, that's
1: smart of him to not take it. You me, know, then, then he loses six in a
0: row, and it's like, where'd this guy go? Is he still alive? <laughs> Do we need to call the police and file a missing person support? I don't even hear from him. <laughs> you know, then he comes out. He doesn't even know he may, he's going to make the playoffs. He wins one game against Connor, gets lucky as hell, barely scores any points. And, you know, he's talking smack like he's going to win the league all of a sudden. So, uh To be know, honest. I feel like karma is, you know, also working for me. And, you know, McCory not even knowing his team is going to be in the playoffs. You know, Real real fantasy players, they know what's going on. That's why I'm going to move on to the championship for a second straight year and inevitably finish in second place to one of you two.
1: Fair points, fair points. But I just want to add also on top of that to build off of your point is I believe it was McCory the first time I was on the podcast was saying that he thought that the record meant more than the points in this league. Was he not? And then when Chris and I were on, we were like, no, the points mean more. And then he's the one that fucking makes the playoffs by the points, which makes zero sense to me.
0: Yeah, he also would have made it on record if it was the old format. Yeah, as whatever, well.
1: dude. But we're not talking about that, right? right? We're talking about the <laughs> points right now. So but he either just, way, than me,
0: but anyways. Um, yeah,
1: but he made it the sixth place, which is fucking what I've gotten burned on the past two years, being the number six seed and then not having enough points. So I'm just saying, either way, the points helped him out a lot to get into it. So. For
0: sure, and uh, just got to say, two great semifinal matchups. Um, lots on the line, obviously, but I think these going to be two really close games. So it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. Starting tomorrow night, Jerry got Lamar Jackson going against the Jets, so you know, obviously a big a big game there as far as your guys' matchup. So I'm really excited to get that get this going and see who's going to be in the championship. Uh, but last but not least on the pod here we got to preview our two toilet bowl games. So first we got Curtis taking on Chris. Um, On ESPN, the matchups aren't right, so you'll just kind of have to look at the scores to see who's winning. Um, But looking at the projections here, Curtis projected 120. Jordan projected 105.6. Jordan with a disappointing week last week, but uh, I'm not even sure if he set his lineup, but... um, I don't really think it matters if Jordan sets his lineup this week. I'm going with Curtis.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, the only thing he's going to change is if he puts in like Tevin Coleman for Tariq Cohen, looking at it right now. So,
0: uh, any any of you guys going with Jordan in this one? Jordan's no. team is just.
2: <sighs> yeah, it's. Yeah. Yeah. He's had a tough year. Yeah, <laughs> a tough time to continue. So I'm gonna go.
0: Yeah, at, you know, I just gotta say, both Jordan and Hovey came out of the draft with some concerns at running back. And uh, you know, Hovey was hot on the trade, the trade talks, able to improve his team. Jordan, not so much. Tried to run out, tried to ride out his running backs, and uh, you know, it ended with him being three and ten. Uh, despite you know lots of talks about him needing to make a trade uh, that didn't quite happen uh, Jordan didn't make a trade this year and he went from being a champion last year to potentially finishing in last uh, so you know bold strategy paid off there uh, but let's look at our last matchup here in the Toyota bowl that's Chris taking on Tristan and uh you know, I just gotta say, Chris made that great trade a few weeks ago, <laughs> picking up Derrick Henry and AJ Brown, Got and I think to I think that's gonna you know put him out of the toilet <laughs> pool this year. I uh, look at the projections here. Tristan projected ninety nine point nine. Chris projected ninety nine. Um, but Chris doesn't have his defenses. Well, let's not.
1: It's, yeah, it's one hundred six. So he so. will be
0: projected the favorite. Um, I'm going with Chris in this one to set up a great total ball matchup uh, of Jordan versus Tristan. Uh, either you guys uh, going
1: with Tristan here. No. No. Fuck <laughs> Tristan because he beat me twice this year. So I'm sick and tired of seeing that dude always coming in beating me. So, um, no, I mean, to be honest, I, I mean, for Chris's sake, I hope he wins. Like, just to shove it in Connor's face.
0: All right, and that does it for our matchups. Obviously, Spencer and Ben's team—they're not really in games that matter this week because they're both void last place punishment. Joe is playing Connor for fifth and sixth, but again, nobody cares.
1: So all eyes. that is like the worst matchup. Could you like think if that was the matchup of like in the playoffs? Fucking Connor and Joe, like oh my god. Thank God they're both out.
0: I mean, we never hear the end of it. You know, connor has got this podcast every week to just talk about how great his mediocre team is. And uh, we all know Joe likes to reiterate the same points of how good his fantasy teams are over and over again. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I would need about a thousand hands to tell you how many times I've heard about how good of a pickup Steve Slayton was in like 2009. But... uh So, you know, thankfully, we won't have to hear anything about their 2019 seasons.
1: Just before Uh, we get off, I'd just like to say, Connor, you're a pussy for not joining today, bro. (laughs) I can't even believe you. Like, I, I mean, like, I'm happy because I got invited onto the podcast for the third time. You guys all have to listen to me, drink beer, and fucking bitch every time I come on the podcast, which sucks for all you guys. Because I don't listen to myself, obviously. But, like, Connor... Dude, I was sick out yesterday with food poisoning, and I was still on a fucking company call for an hour and a half to two hours, all right? This shit takes an hour. You're gone talking with your friends. It's at the end of the day. We all know you're going to be at work tomorrow. So it's like, just get on. Do your time. Accept your fucking belittling and move on like it's unreal the amount of fucking disrespect he's showing to the league right now by not being on after he lost in the playoffs
0: yeah that's what i think too he said he has food poisoning really he was just you know too scared about having to come on the pod and have us rip on his team just having a terrible finish here you know even if he does have food poisoning does that mean your mouth's like glued shut or something like come on like Man, you just really reflect the, you know, the general population of 2019. Just, you know, soft. Can't even talk on podcasts when you have food poisoning.
1: What a fucking uh, millennial, dude. Yeah, seriously.
0: Unreal. Like, grow up a little bit.
1: First of all, just bring your computer into the bathroom so we can all hear you using your badonk bidet, right? In the bathroom. We all, to, For us to all get on and talk shit to him while he's shitting his brains out would be even better to hear on the podcast than him not even being on at all. So I'm just saying, scared, cowardly, soft, un- unprofessional, soft pussy. Those are my five words I'm going to use <laughs> Connor this week. Connor, say whatever you want to me. That's fine. You're out of the playoffs. Could care less what you got to say. So I'll probably I might be out this week. Don't care. Still made it farther than you. So suck my balls.
0: And there's no better way to end the podcast than with that statement there. So that's going to do it for today's episode. Make sure you're tuned in to these great matchups this weekend, and we'll look forward to previewing our championship matchup next week on the pod. Catch you guys later.